Welcome, my little rabies, to the Park 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 podcast. I was told that I should start a podcast because I talk a lot and I tend to have really weird things to say. So having everything getting out of my brain at once in one talking session just sounds like a good time to me. And you know what? I am just absolutely enthralled that you would come on this journey with me. So why don't you just sit back and continue to listen because I love you and I want to hang out with you. For this week, I want to talk about TV tropes that I like because I've been seeing a bunch of people talk about them on TikTok. And so I thought, hey, I have a lot of things to say about TV tropes, so for this week, I will be doing ones that I like, and for next week, I will be doing ones that I don't like. So if you like that stuff, please hang out with me. (laughs) Also, it is 2 a.m. right now, so if I seem a little delusional, that would be why. So we're going to be starting out strong with the thing that really inspired the thought of this podcast, which would be the enemies to lovers trope. Now basically everyone and their mother knows this trope, but if you don't, it's basically where a hero and a villain are, uh, you know, they start out as enemies, but then over time they learn to love each other. And let me tell you, I... I love this so much. And one of my favorite examples is uh, Leslie and Ben from Parks and Rec. I adore Parks and Rec so much. And because of this trope during that show, I just, Ben is my ideal man. He really is. I love, I I love him. He's so cute. And he just, he loves Leslie so much, literally gets fired for her. What a man. But uh, what happens in that situation is, uh, God, how do you even explain this? If you don't know Parks and Rec, go watch it. What's wrong with you? Are you kidding me? Are you you kidding me? You thought that you watched The Office and now you were the epitome of comedy? Just go watch Parks and Rec. Ron Swanson will change your ever-loving life. But, uh, Leslie is just a very good-hearted person. She believes in the best for everyone and really wants to be an ethical uh, politician, which... Mm-hmm. But I love her dearly. And Ben is not as optimistic as she is and basically has to do the dirty work for the most part. So they start out being, like, really, really mean towards each other. And uh, Leslie hates him for a long time, longer than... Uh, Ben hates her because Ben learns to get, like, a respect for her over time. And, like, that grows and grows and grows until they both have, like, a very, very good mutual respect for each other. And then, you know, they fall in love. And I adore it. Because typically when you have enemies to lovers tropes, they're, like, not healthy. Because typically it starts out on a foundation of, uh, they both hate each other. Which, you know, is probably not good for a relationship. 
And then it goes to, like, they start loving each other over time. And I like the Leslie and Ben relationship because they have, like, a foundation of respect from the very beginning. Which, you know, most healthy relationships kind of need. Just a, just a, just a suggestion. Just a, okay. Anyways, but a lot of enemies to lovers tropes, they like, they really, really hate each other and super, super clash. A good example of one that's really, really toxic is like after, which why would I talk about that godforsaken movie slash book in this household? It's to demonstrate a point that some of these tropes can be very, very toxic if put in the just because you have an innocent character that meets a bad boy for the first time does not mean that he gets to take away her innocence. Gross. It's I like it better when the two people are on equal footing and both have good characteristics about each other and come together to basically complete one another. That is how our relationship is supposed to be. I need to move on. <laughs> Anyways, but I have like subcategories in here that when they happen in shows, ooh, 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 ooh. I love it. I, I imagine my future like this. Please, anybody who looks like a supervillain, can you please recreate these scenes with me? Such as the ballroom dance scene where either the villain is disguised or something like that. And they dance with the hero and they have like a verbal fight as they're doing it and it has so much sexual tension oh my god to add on to that the same with like a fight scene between the two of them and they have like really good banter between one another and just like the tension in this house let me tell you is astounding it is palpable I, I can't, I can't, I can't get over it. Oh my god, it's so, mm, mm, I love it, I love it, I love it so much. I just, I want, can somebody please just be, be my villain? Let's recreate a ballroom scene together. Maybe we can sword fight afterwards, please. I'm just, this is, this is all I'm begging for. This is all I want in life. Maybe like a like a light academia aesthetic to it, warm lighting, and just classical music playing in the background while we two sway together. I think I'm getting a little carried away. I don't, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I just leave it to my imagination. It's whatever I need to move on. I could go on about this all day. Next would be, oh my god, I love this whenever it happens because for some reason in almost every single piece of media, somebody's parents, like the main character's parents, always have to be dead or, or assholes. And as somebody who has one parent who's an asshole and the other one is the funniest person you will ever meet in your life, I appreciate this trope, is when characters have hilarious parents who like they both bounce jokes off of each other it is the greatest thing ever one of my favorite examples of this is like easy a 
and I adore Olive's parents. They are the funniest thing about that movie for the most part. They just have such good dialogue and it is astounding. It's just like you come off of these other shows and TV. I mean, shows and TV. Yeah, got it. (laughs) But uh, shows and movies and books where, you know, their parents are terrible and can't relate to their kids whatsoever. And I'm like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I want a good parent. I want at least one adult in here that I can stand. I don't know why parents are always insufferable during TV shows. They're just like, you know, the main character is just, is the, it's, they're the only ones who can have a personality trait. Their parents, on the other hand, they don't understand. They don't understand what they're going through. What are you talking about? My mother knows more about me than I do. We're basically the same person and it's terrifying. This woman looked me dead in the eyes and said, I'm the funny one in this house and then called me a bitch. I think you can make a funny, like, parent. It's easy. Just model it after my mother, who literally, we were watching a comedy special and she told me to fuck off afterwards. I just, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to have like at least one good parent please dear god just give them characters they deserve it <laughs> they raised their shit of a main character they deserve one good moment oh my god mm, what i have like these all written down on the list so i'm trying to pick the one that i love the most And we're going to talk about the emotionally unaware character who bonds more with a thing rather than people. Typically, they are autistically coded, but this show is too much of a fucking coward to admit that they're actually autistic. I have a few examples of this. One who is unconfirmed and the other one who is confirmed being autistic. Because, you know, one of them came out in 2009 and the other one is just a gay TV show. For kids, always good. Uh, so, one of my favorite examples of this is Abed from Community, because he is so obviously autistically coded, it is insane, and he is the funniest character by far because of it. Because he's basically his whole character and shtick is that he relates more with like TV shows and characters and things like that like basically tropes at the end of the day and he tries to base reality off of those things to try and understand people and I love it I love it so much I don't know why I think that I like characters who have like a very construct way of thinking in their own brains like their logic is completely different from like my own and how I think and it's just it makes perfect sense to them and I love it another example of this is uh Entrapta from uh She-Ra and basically for her she uh does experiments and tries to understand people and the things around her by doing experiments that can sometimes be a little unethical but that's neither here nor there but I love these just because it's they're just so different than any other character and I think that 
I relate to them on a basis that I really shouldn't and I should probably get checked out for it. But am I going to? No, I don't address any issues. I don't do that. I don't do that. The only reason I had to take it seriously that I felt really sick after eating dairy products is not until I got diagnosed by being lactose intolerant. That is when I had to take it seriously. So my theory is, is that if I don't think about it and I don't get it checked out, then I don't have to worry about it. That is future me's problem. And yes, present me has very many problems. That's why it needs to be pushed on a future version of me who will have just as many problems. Because that's how you logic your way through life, baby. Anyways, <laughs> I just really like these characters and they're always fun to see in shows where somebody is writing this kind of character and they do it perfectly to represent people who are autistic. Like Sherlock Holmes is the perfect example of it from the very beginning. It's just he doesn't relate to people. He always does things that are a little unethical because he's pursuing a social construct called like justice. You know that weird thing, justice? I think it's fun. I just, I guess I really like other people's perspectives a lot. And people don't want to think about a lot of the constructs that we create as people, like that we're just created by society. Because we don't think about it. We don't think about it for the most part because it's like, it's there. And what's the point in thinking about it? It's just something that's always been there. But from somebody who is like autistic, it's like, well, why? Why do I have to do that? And I always think that's really interesting to think from that kind of perspective. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move on to the comedic character with a dark backstory because these, these people speak to my heart. They're who I love, who I want to cherish, who I, who, 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 who I will always, always sip for. My example, because obviously it's from a, 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 a dating sim game, because I don't need your judgment right now. It's basically called <laughs> Mystic Messenger. Ooh, now do I love a boy who makes so many jokes, is so funny, but then by contrast has like a really, really dark backstory. Um, I have a complex, and I want to be able to fix people, apparently, and I like to help people a lot. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not psychoanalyzing myself tonight, but it's it's almost three in the morning, I'm not doing that. But, like, I just think the contrast in these characters is always really interesting, because it's like one moment, they could be spitting mad jokes, telling poop jokes out of the but then all of a sudden they're like yeah but also my uh, younger brother got kidnapped when I was five and I've been trying to look for them ever since I'm like whoa there (laughs) come again are we all are we all are we all just glazing over that no they're 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 making they're making jokes again 
would a chicken cross the road, Joe, at a time like this? Th didn't they just say that they, they, they use comedy as a way of coping with the fact that they might have been the reason why their brother got kidnapped? Cool! We're just gonna go over that. Awesome. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so glad that I'm, everyone is just paying so much attention to this moment. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I really like them and I want, I, I <laughs> what I'm getting from this is that I want a villain who is just smart and we can have witty conversations back and forth. And, you know, over time, they could become the boy of my dreams while we sword fight. What are we thinking? Is there anybody out there who looks like a supervillain and would really want to have maybe some ballroom dancing time? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe teach me some sword tricks so that we, when we go into combat, it will be almost an equal fight, but you will obviously be more skilled than me so that we can have a very intimate moment <laughs> where you show that you are more skilled than me and we will stand there for a second until I find a clever way to get out of it. What do we think? I need to stop talking about the man of my dreams because it's getting a little sad. Okay, um, oh yeah, the questioning of a current belief when presented with new information is always really interesting for me, because I think that it really does come a lot with maybe coming-of-age stories, but a lot with, like, dystopian or fiction, where a character has been in such a way of life for so long and then they're presented with new information. Maybe like somebody is nice to them who they were told their whole life is not supposed to be nice. I really love it. Mostly because I think me as a person, I always have to constantly change and to constantly evolve my own opinions because then I feel like an imposter and I don't feel like myself. It's fine, but I feel as though that with good enough information, I always want to change. So it's really, really nice to see when characters do the same thing, especially when they're trying to take down their, you know, almost capitalistic like ruling. I'm not saying anything. Does anybody want to have their renegade fantasy with me? Because I'm down. I'm so down. Let's take down this all yularchy already. I want to. Let me have just Jeff Bezos' head on a platter and then Elon Musk's torso on the dish beside him. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. And we can keep Grimes as a pet. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I think that'd be fun. I think I only have a, a few more tropes to talk about on here. Well, that I actually want to talk about. Uh, one would be an unlikely group of people coming together to uh, basically form a group. And I have a few examples on here, but you can basically think of most TV shows. But uh, my examples are Community, which if you haven't watched it before, please go do that. It is on Netflix and it is so good. So good. So good. 
I just, I love it. It's one of my favorite comedy TV shows besides Parks and Rec. And it makes me feel like one of the funniest bitches alive, which I am. I am God. And if you say otherwise, I'll let you down. And I'll do the same thing that I did to Elon Musk that I'll do to you. <laughs> I'll do the same thing to you that Elon Musk does to third world countries. <laughs> stop <laughs> anyways let's get back to the tropes um but i really really love community because it's just a group of people who have drastically drastically different backgrounds coming together to just form a very very funny group of people who genuinely care for each other and they just go through really really fun adventures i it because it feels more like a high school scene than a community college and I adore that the other one is uh Hunter Hunter because I just I love that show it's I don't know how to describe it because if I say it's cute literally within the third episode the main villain of the show makes a guy's arms disappear so for just like bumping into him again so um yeah uh, the the main the main characters of that show are super cute i love gon i love uh Killua, which again saying that show is cute Killua literally rips a guy's heart out so um yeah i, I love this show <laughs> I really, really love it because all the characters have just way, way different motives here. Gon is trying to figure out why his dad left him. <laughs> Kilua is just doing it because uh, JK, uh, I hate my family, so let's just uh, vibe. <laughs> uh, Kurapika is like, I'm going to kill everyone that murdered my family and stole their eyes. Which, once again, huh? Huh? <laughs> All right, then. Uh, and then, uh, Lurigo. I, I definitely did not say his Lurigo. I'm not even trying this. But uh, his motivation is that he wants to earn a lot of money so that he can basically solve any problem since he came from a really, really poor village as a kid and his friend died from a preventable disease. Yeah, all of these characters are very, very sad and I don't really <laughs> understand why the show is in such a cute art style because what the fuck? <laughs> you know, you guys, you could just get therapy. That's that. It's not that cheap, but, you know, you don't have to die during an exam. You don't have to do that. That could just, like, get help. <laughs> that show... <laughs> Can you imagine how short that show would be if just all of them got therapy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, on the boat to the hunter exam, 
instead of that wacky ass captain being in the boat, there's just like a therapist there and they're like, you know what? Instead of, you know, going to the hunter exam, why don't you just stay here for a little while, uh, figure out why you're doing all of this instead of trudging straight into a storm of people who will kill you ably. I think that hey, just a, just a, just a tad, just a fun little suggestion. Maybe don't do that. And instead, hey, hey, you figure out your problems because, dear God, you have a lot. Same, but the irony of me suggesting therapy to somebody else is not lost on me. Okay, okay. I had one more. Oh yes, I remember. An actual smart protagonist woman. Holy shit. I've never felt more powerful in my life. When I watched Enola Holmes for the first time. Ooh. Ooh. Let me let me let me just do that one more time. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I adore it. And I just I never feel better than the moment where I see a woman out here just upstaging men all over the place it just i've never felt more satisfied in my life maybe this is my secret desire that i want to just step on people but you know that sounds like a societal problem rather than my own <laughs> another excuse not to get therapy <laughs> but it is really really satisfying when you find a protagonist that you can actually really relate to because they're incredibly headstrong and they're not demonized for wanting to be like smart and intelligent because you know those Hallmark movies where the very serious young businesswoman loses her roots by moving away from the country and then finds them all of a sudden when she finds a good old country boy on the side of the road I don't why she was making bank by herself and she doesn't eat the shit. It's just nice to have like characters that don't need men. It's very refreshing just to have a girl protagonist that I can look up to because God knows there isn't enough of those just strong woman protagonist. You'd think in our own society, it'd be easier to think of strong women protagonists that are intelligent on their own. But, uh, you know, the patriarchy still exists. So that's always, that's always a good time. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. It's just so nice. <laughs> okay, I think that's all I have for this week is... Now three in the morning, and I'm totally not losing my mind because I have school in approximately four hours. I'm so excited. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be productive. And by productive, I mean make myself another coffee and then uh, maybe, maybe cook up a breakfast burrito. Just vibe. Just vibe. You know what you can do? You could... Uh, vibe with me in the future and uh, maybe stick around for my other episodes you know 
But uh, I love you. And I hope that you have a good rest of your week. And thank you for tuning in and listening to this nonsense. Uh, Goodbye.